all, it is a, it is a blessing. If you are not married, 
let this be a time of encouragement for you as you step into this. And if you're married, let it be a time of renewal. <laughs> as you might be reminded of why you said yes. I mean, it would be good for me if I read the whole thing, but I won't do that today because of the time that we need to take on these cross-references. So then, let's take a look at the fifth chapter of the book of Ephesians, verse 22 through verse 23. I mean, Jesus is saying, marriage like Christ and the church. This is the model. This is the example. This is the symbol that we're looking at. It says, wives, all those of you who are married to a man, woman, be subject. Now, that word subject is coming back in verse 24. To your own husband, private own, as to the Lord. That is the example. That's, that's what you're looking at. And then you look at verse 23. For the husband is the head. We talked about headship and what it was about to the wife. As Christ is the head of the church. Same symbol. Same thing. And then it says, he himself being the savior of the body. He did not say that the, the husband was the savior of his wife. He said, God. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is the Savior. And then in verse 24, is where we slow down. He says, but. Okay? Now that's in reference to something. That is in relationship to. He comes back with a but, and he says, he says, as. Say, as as here again, the church. Now we'll circle that word and come back to it. And then the word is subject. We will circle that word and come back to it. And then he says this. He says, look, also wise, we've been dealing with that for the last two, three weeks, ought to be. That word ought to is an oughtness. You ought to because of what he's done for you. You ought to. So it says in the first John 4, that because God loves us, we ought to love each other. There's an oughtness. I am obligated to something. And then he moves on into that oughtness, and he says this, ought to be to their husbands in everything. We circle that word, because there will be many picket signs out there in the streets if I said you should be subject to your husband in everything in life. Uh, you got to understand what he's talking about when he uses the word everything. Jesus is my everything, not my wife <laughs> or my husband. So you got to understand what this everything means, okay? So I will pull your passions on that one. And we'll end up with that one, okay? In everything. What does he mean by that? Well, I, th 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 there's a statement there that I need to make sure that I make to you before we start. What is the purpose of this verse 24 in relationship 23 and 22. What is the purpose of the statement, but as Christ, as the church is subject to Christ? What is the purpose of it? Well, here's the purpose. And I want you to know I want to hit this throughout the whole message. That the wife being subject to her husband is imperative. It is an imperative. 
And it is an imperative in the projecting as God projects the church as a representative and a reflection of him before all creation. Now, 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 when you begin to look at it from that perspective, now you got to realize that it ain't about you. It ain't even about him that you need to be subject to in the sense of your husband. But, but, but here's an imperative in verse 24. Or when he makes this imperative in relationship to the church being subject to Christ. Why? When you subject yourself to your husband, it is an imperative how Christ chooses to what? Reflect the church to all of creation. How Christ wants to reflect and represent the church through all of creation. And most women don't even have the understanding that that's what they're doing when they subject themselves to their husbands. And you don't have any idea what you're doing to the whole universe when you do that. Now let me tell you why that's so important. Because man does not understand when God says love your wife as Christ loved the church. He's saying I want you to reflect that. Love and your responsibility to her so that all creation can see that this is my design. So all creation can see this is my art. So all creation can see that this is how this correlates with the church and with you. And this is how this relationship reflects itself to the whole world. And when we stop doing that, guess what we stop doing? We stop walking by the Spirit. Are you hearing me? See, when we stop subjecting ourselves to each other, when the wife stops subjecting herself to a husband, and the husband stops loving the wife, at that point, the spirit will not strive with you. At any moment, it won't. That's how big this is. Because what? Marriage is the greatest institution on earth. And that's why it is under so much attack. Marriage is the greatest institution of man and woman on earth. And he's saying to all creation, I want marriage to show, here we go, hold on, the redemption of man. So you never even saw it that way, did you? I want marriage to show that out of all the creatures that I have created, these people will submit and obey. Creation obeys. You ever, heard of a, you ever heard of a squirrel that had an attitude? Huh? The plants obey. You ever heard of a plant that rejected its environment? But, but he says, when it comes down to man, I want the angels to see. I want the world to see the redemption of man. Because you know what? The only thing that needs redeeming and all of creation is not a squirrel, not a plant, but man. Can he obey? Can he even obey other men? <laughs> Can he even submit to authority? Can he submit to leadership? Because he's the only one that rejects authority. He's the only one that wants freedom without authority. And angels have to be able to look down and see the redeemed. Of man. 
ever subjected herself to her husband is making a statement to the universe. You never saw it that way. <laughs> and, and if you say you did, you're lying. You never saw it that way. You, you, you saw it as another human being trying to control me. You saw it as another human being trying to dominate me. You, try, you saw it as another human being trying to do it. See, you don't see it that way. I mean, that's how you see it. God said, hold on. I'm making a statement to the world through marriage and family and how it's supposed to look. That's what I'm doing. It's supposed to be quiet in here. I didn't expect hallelujahs and amens this morning on this one. I didn't. So, so what I'm saying to you is let's look at these words in verse 24. Now the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to turn your attention to something. Because if verse 22 talks about design and order in relationship to verse 23 and 24, and verse 23 talks about correlation and relationship, headship, then verse 24 is talking about representation and reflection. Now let me prove this to you in Scripture. So look, first set of scriptures we're going to look at is we're going to look at Matthew in the 16th chapter, and I want to break this down for you, because guess what the word that he uses consistently from verse 22 all the way to 6th chapter, and that's the word church. Yeah, wow. Church. And here's what he says, now wives, okay? Uh, now Simon Peter, now, y'all remember the setting. Simon Peter just had this revelation. And man, it was a massive revelation. And Jesus makes it clear to him that that is not flesh and blood. So he gets this revelation and he says, you are the Christ, the son of a living God. Now, now, now guess what? He says, man did not reveal that to you. Now watch this. He says that Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barcelona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. You know what he's saying? Your own pleasures could not have come up with that conclusion. Your own thinking could not come up with that conclusion. And your own emotions could not come up with that conclusion. There's nothing about you as a man that would even agree to that. Because you're too wrapped up in self-preservation. You're too wrapped up in identity crisis, man. <laughs> he said, look, but it is what? My father, all right, who is in heaven. Now he's talking about the spiritual things. He says he's in heaven. I also say to you, you are Peter. Now watch this. There's the difference between petrol, all right, and Petros. And what he's basically is saying to him, he's saying, look, and I tell you, you are Peter, Petros, masculine, masculine, a large piece of rock. But he says on this rock, Petra, okay, feminine, a huge rock like Gibraltar. 
I will build, watch this, my one church. And you think about what he's saying here. And then, hold on for a minute. Jump back over here and talk a little bit about wives being subject to their husbands like like the, like what? Like the church is subject to Christ. Now, why would he draw that parallels? Come on, church, stick with me now. I don't want your brain smoking on this. Why would he say wives be subject to your own husband like the church is subject to Christ? Well, when you go back to uh, 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 this, 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 this word here, because I want you to stay with me on this now. When you go back to this word called hypoteso, it means to put yourself under something with confidence and assurance for your own support, for your own protection, for your own provisions. That's what he's saying. Wife, subject yourself to your husband for your protection, for your promotion, for your provision, for your prosperity. Not that he's bringing all that to you, but that your, the order and design of God is bringing that. There's a correlation and a relationship there, but guess what? You're also reflecting something to the entire universe. Now look, we won't stop there. Watch the rest of this. And that the gates of hell, of Hades, Will not overpower. Now watch this. Please don't miss this. The church is represented and a reflection of God's kingdom. I say with you, the second thing is this: she's going to expand. She's going to have babies. She's going to multiply. Now watch this. As she multiplies, she's going to spread out to all territory. And while she spreads out, guess what she's going to spread into? She's going to spread into the gates of hell that have been fortified by the enemy with thinking that is not from God, with mindsets that are not from him. And when she expands, she's going to bust through those doors because the gates of hell cannot stop her progression. Church, do you hear me? And the woman represents the church. You represent who she is. You represent what she is like. And if the church subjects herself under covering, so should that wife that reflects that to the world. And so all of creation sees that man can be obedient. That man can be submissive. Because he's the only thing out of all creation that has a kind of will that no one else has in God's earth. And is he humble enough? To submit to the authority. Now I wonder what happened to all these Hadadis, daddy. 
Y'all don't like this because it comes right at the core of your crown. See, it comes right at the core of who you are. See? And it forces that woman to show the world that she is submitted to God's design. And it forces that man to do something that he did not do in the garden. I mean, right here. It's right there. He says, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Guess what? The gates of hell is prevailing against marriage. Anybody say amen to that? The gates of hell is prevailing against a man and a woman seeing themselves how God sees them. The gates of hell is prevailing against sexual identity. The gates of hell it's prevailing against relationships. And God says, I put the church down there to bust that down. But when the church starts becoming like the world, how is she going to reflect God? How is she going to do that? I wish all the full columns could hear this. Amen. Say, well, why do I want to hear this stuff? Because the church has stopped preaching that. We got conflict all over the place. The church is supposed to be the leader in relationships, in marriage and family, in leadership, all kinds of stuff. Now, that's just the first part. So, when he says to this wife, your subjection means something to all. Your subjection means something to the birds and the bees and the cat. You know what else it means something to? Here's the second thing. We're going to jump back into the book of Ephesians. Let's look at the third chapter and let's look at verse 8 through 10. Now the first thing is that there is a prevailing power in the church. And that power is upon the subjection of Jesus Christ. So that that power can prevail and come against anything that the world throws at it. But here's the second part. Now it says this, and to me, Paul is talking about the church in the third chapter being a mystery. He says, the very least of all saints, the grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ. And to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery, which from the ages have been hidden in God who created all things so that, here we go now, the manifold wisdom. That word manifold means multifaceted. And if there's anybody in the marriage relationship that is multifaceted, it is the woman. Why? Because of what she because of how she is to be protected. Because of the many changes, she is the only one in the two that can carry another person in her body. Man can't do that. God has made her this mothership. He's 
made her in a multifaceted way. And she is to be loved, period. I didn't say she was complicated. I said she was multifaceted. I didn't say she was confused. So quit the picket signs on that one, huh? But she is multifaceted. Watch this. Watch, because through that manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through what? Let's see. The church. But then why would he come back over here and say to this wife, subject yourself to your husband like the church has subjected herself to Christ when you subject yourself to your husband, you're reflecting something to who? Watch this. To the church, to all who? Rulers and authorities in heavenly places. You are saying to the heavenly hosts. You are saying to principalities and rulers. God knows what he is doing. Because there were principalities and rulers that rejected God's design. His name was Satan. Where's the hallelujah? Does that make sense to you? Where is it? And here we have a problem submitting to each other. That's not a wife to a husband. And we don't have any understanding, but we don't do that. We tell the heavenly host that God don't know what he's doing. See, we don't see it from that perspective. You never saw it from that perspective. All you see is somebody trying to dominate and control you. Or somehow value your values decrease. You know, take that attitude to your boss. <laughs> hey, I don't have to work for you. You're my boss. You, 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 you know, you you give me a paycheck, but, but I don't have to work. I don't, no, man, you'd be fired in a minute. She would be. So, so 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 my whole point here is that on the one hand. This wife is showing her subjection to her husband is not only a prevailing power, but it is a manifested statement to the kingdom of darkness that we have been redeemed. You never saw that in marriage, did you? Why do you think it's up under so much attack? Why do you think the family is up under so much attack? Out of anything else that exists on the planet Earth. Why do you think that? Because of what it's supposed to reflect in represent. I told you two weeks ago, the devil didn't even mess well until Eve came. Think about it. You think about the curse in the garden. Think about the curse being redeemed through Jesus Christ. And then him coming back and giving honor to the family and the church and marriage. So when you do that, wife, you're making a statement to the principalities. Here's the third thing and the final thing. Okay? 
Now we're going to come back to Matthew. We're going to come back to Matthew. You, 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 can, you take this podcast and you give it to your friends. Because I want them to search the same scripture that I'm searching. And, and, and then look at what it said. Now, now you, 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 you remember this, this, this thing in the church? Now, I will say this to you. Whenever there's two people, there must be all involved in anything. I don't care where you are. Because you're different species and anything that's on the face of the earth. Okay? And what happened is there were some problems that were happening, what? In the church. So Jesus is speaking to those problems. Here's what he's saying. If your brother sins, go and show him his fault in what? Private. He didn't say preach on it from the pulpit. In private. Hey, I got a problem with you. Come in. Right here. Then he says this. He said, if he listens to you, you've won your brothers. Now watch this. But if he does not listen to you, take one or two with you, so that by the mouth of two or three, watch this, not people who agree with you. See, some people misunderstand that. It says witnesses to me, they saw and experienced the same thing. We forget about that word. I'm just going to quit doing my friends. And we're going to bring this accusation against you. He didn't say go get your friends. He said go get two people who witnessed the same thing. That happened to them. They saw it. <laughs> See, well, I don't know why Christians will accept one part of the scripture but don't accept the other part. Okay? And, and he says this. And witnesses, so that every fact may be confirmed. Because you know, sometimes our testimonies, man, are whacked. You know what I mean by that? They're our testimonies. They're not the whole testimony. You know, <laughs> and then he says, if he refuses to listen to you, okay. <laughs> Go tell who? Let's say it again. The church. understand how powerful the church is. But, but because she has submitted herself to the way the world does things, because she has become to the point where she is self-preservated, because she's come to the point where she's walking away from Scripture, walking away from the character of God and the consistency of who He is, the church can't even decide matters anymore. Why? Because she stopped doing this one thing. She has Yourself to your husband. 
reflecting a discipline authority. You are reflecting the authority of discipline. Then why would he use the church? Why would he use that name? Why would he say to wives like husbands, Lord, like Christ, love the church? Wives subject like Christ has the church subjecting to her. Why would he say that? Because the church is all that she is. As a parent, and when you act like this, you confront the head of their host. You have a prevailing power and you bring authority and a discipline before all of creation. That two human beings can actually love each other. That two human beings can actually submit to each other. That two human beings can understand honor and desire. That they can understand correlation in relationship to one another, to relationships. That two human beings can understand what they represent and what they reflect to the whole world. I told you last week, you destroy the family by getting the husband and wife against each other. Then you begin to destroy and influence the kids. Then all of a sudden, next door and the neighborhood goes down the drain. I remember growing up when black people used to move into a white neighborhood. The first response is, there goes the neighborhood. I grew up with those statements. See, the neighborhood goes when we stop walking in the spirit. And once the neighborhood goes, the community comes apart. The community then begins to become a disease to the city. And the city to the state. And the state to the nation. You allow the spirit No more. 
If you read it, you will see that the sons of God began to have sex with women. And it got so bad, God had to stop it and say, I can't put up with this anymore. Because it had brought such shame and embarrassment and deterioration to the family that this thing just jumped way out there. I cannot strive anymore. Here's what I learned about the attitude of spirit. Because when you go over into Galatians 5 and you begin to read just before you read about the deeds of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit, it says this. It says that if you walk by the spirit, you will not gratify the things of the flesh. Now you stay with me because I'm closing here. Because the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit is against the flesh. Now you stay with me. When I showed you Peter on one hand, who was walking in the spirit when he got what? A revelation that Jesus was the Messiah. Jesus made it very clear to him that flesh and blood did not reveal that to him. And four scriptures later, Jesus is re rebuking the same gift. Four scriptures later. So all you believers who walk around here and don't think that in one moment you can be walking in the spirit and in the next moment, man, you can be sitting out there trying to what? Solve and, 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 and satisfy your own what? Pleasures. In four scriptures, the same God that got the revelation was the same God that was being rebuilt because on one hand he was walking in the spirit. Now watch this. That same verse in Galatians says this. When you set your desires against the spirit, you are seeking your own pleasures. And when people don't submit, don't understand God's design, does not want to be involved in correlation or relationship, and that don't want to reflect and represent at any moment, you see your own pleasure. Now, who wants to say hallelujah to that? Because that's exactly what you're doing. That's exactly what I'm doing. But I don't want to submit to God's heart and God's design. So as we close this teaching on wives in relationship to husbands, next week, all right, guys, it's your turn. But I want you to understand, there's nine verses on that one. So it can take us a year. It can take us a year. So I hope that in these three parts code, that you've learned something about yourself, women, wives. But I hope also that we have learned something about ourselves as people when it comes to subjecting ourselves to each other and realizing that it is a work of the Spirit. And the more
man. I'm walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Hey, you know what? I'm walking behind the Spirit, man. I just, God, man, there was just healing there. Somebody got healed. <laughs> and I realize that being subjected to each other is as much from walking by the Spirit as the spiritual gifts themselves. So, if you have something on you as we get ready to close, and maybe God put a word <laughs> in your heart, or anything of that nature, I have a feeling of bringing it at the end because we're getting ready to take a bar. I wasn't really looking forward to any major hallelujahs this morning. <laughs> I really wasn't. Okay, I really wasn't. But let this become a platform for the following teachings in the next nine verses. Because, guys, there's something that God wants to reflect through you and represent through you. There's something about God's all in design that's supposed to come in your life. And there's something about correlation and relationship in these next nine verses for men. I think the women should be excited. He only gave in three.
Thank you. 